you're born with that. It's either you have it or you don't. You know, people are not always honest and genuine. Either you, you have it or you, you, don't, you don't develop being genuine. You come into the world that way. You run into a lot of people that will, uh, you know, they'll tell you things that, that, that they can do or say that, you know, hey, I can provide this, I can provide that. And then you, you challenge them on things and you find out that they're using someone else's resources in order to provide you with what you've asked for. You are now tuned in to a Power Podcast Network production. And we are live. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Power Podcast. may run, but the work still gets done. Listen, it's a whole nother Zoom episode and we're mastering this for y'all. Like, I hope y'all know yes. how excited we are to really be able to connect with people all over the world. It doesn't limit us to having to say, like, especially with COVID, it just doesn't limit us to having to say, um, hey, y'all, like, we'll wait until, you know what I mean? Like, nobody has to be in the same, I guess. Right. It, it, Zoom, uh, Zoom and not just Zoom, but like any platform that allows people to converse over like miles distance is fantastic. It, it blows my mind that I could talk to somebody like in Las Vegas, like what we did with realists like you know what i mean that we could be yeah. so far away from somebody but still be in immediate contact that's phenomenal yeah no it is especially like for what we do and just trying to stay right. active in the industry i feel like more artists now more than ever are appreciating connecting to their fan base i feel like it might have gotten lost in the sauce with social media and you know life just like touring touring has always been the ultimate go to for artists to connect with their fans. And now it's more so encouraged to be like, yo, use that Zoom. Like, like, why don't you, you know what I mean? Like, have your, mm-hmm. guests, have your you know what I mean? Like, all that. I'm super excited today because um, who we have today is actually, he's been in the game probably, like, I don't even know, like, Sony, when he gets here, ask how many years exactly. I know it's well over, like, he's a super veteran. You should have okay. A long time ago, but find out exactly how many years he's been in the industry whenever he does come. Mr. Charlie Mack himself, not to be confused with the other Charlie Mack, which was Will Smith's old bodyguard back in the day, I guess. Like, I didn't know. <laughs> but, like, I know Charlie Mack's everywhere. I don't think more Charlie Mack's, like, in my life. Then I feel like the name Charlie Mack to me is, like, very common. And it's so old school. Like, yeah. it's common and old school, like, Every Charlie Mack I know is well over 40. Is that fucked up? Like, that's not. <laughs> it's a certain old time, you know what I mean? I don't know a Charlie Mack. Uh, like, no, we're the littles. Like, we're in the era of the littles. Like, oh, yeah, that's whenever. Like, Lil Wayne is almost is over 40 and still Lil Wayne. But mm-hmm. Charlie Mack is a mogul himself. He is CEO and founder of, and I don't want to say it wrong because I'm really good for that. Y'all know that. If you tune in, you know. I don't have the episode half the damn time. Um, he is CEO of Mac and Millie Dollar Music. Um, he is a music industry professional. I know that. He's worked with so many celebrities, so many people around the world in general. Like, the amount of countries that have, like, he's accessed is insane. Like, as far as, like, Eastern, um, that's Eastern Hemisphere, right, Asia? Don't do that, Stoney. 
<laughs> but like, y'all can't hear Stoney right now because she's muting because we're on the Zoom or whatever. But Stoney's like, I don't know. Like, and I'm like, I don't either. Like, you're supposed to be helping me. But he is a super well-known music industry professional. He's worked with so many big names and heavy hitters. And he really cherishes working with independent artists. Like, I've noticed that he has a passion for independent artists in general. Hold on one second. Let me send him an email. Let me pause real quick. All right. And so following back his work with Oprah Winfrey, what, Kamorley Simmons, Q-Tip, Tim Westwood, Rick Ross, Ashley Tisdale, Nisi Nash, most Def. Like, the list goes on and on and on and on. Definitely, I think we should put, like, his bio, like, on the story. Definitely. We should put oh, yeah, definitely. Well, we'll, we'll do a little write-ups. Yeah, we'll put it on Power Podcast Network, and then we'll just do, like, this whole big thing. But let's go ahead and bring... Charlie in. Ask him what he wants us to call him. Charlie, what you want us to call you? Well, yeah, what can we call you, Charlie? <laughs> hey, yo, Charlie. Yo, hey, what Charlie. up? What's up? Hey. How are you? How's everything? Doing great. I'm doing Thank amazing. You. Thank you. Yes. Good. Welcome to the powder room where our mascara may run, but the work still gets done, no matter yes. what. <laughs> let me fix my let me fix my screen to match you guys. I was gonna ask because I always do things in landscape. I do things in landscape. Like there's a lot of records back there we see. Oh, it's a lot going on up in here. This is my office. I see. It looks like it's a lot. Like hold on, he wear those aren't even all your chains, are they? Those aren't all your chains. Those are like those can't. Oh be my god! Come on. Yeah, I got a, a whole closet full of this shit. Please stop. <laughs> well, Charlie, this is my co-host, Stony. Stony, introduce yourself to Charlie and hit him with some questions before I come with the heat. Ooh, all right, let's do it. Ooh, hold on. There we go. There we go. Sorry, can you hear me? Perfectly. Loud and clear. Okay, perfect, perfect. Um, so basically, I just want to say that I've been doing a lot of like research on you, and, and what you've been doing so far is really notable as far as someone who is interested, like myself, who is interested in the music industry, and as someone who is new to the music industry, I think it's just really fantastic as, as, what, as far as like what you've got to be, like get accomplished so far. What do you think really mm -hmm. started that drive to be in the industry in the first place? know um a lot of people feel like they want to do music but maybe they're scared because they don't really want to be in the industry what drives you to, to push yourself to be in it you know what i mean well i mean if i'm being honest uh it started out as a passion just to in a, in a sense it started out as a passion to be i wanted to be a rapper myself at, in the beginning but uh that, that didn't quite work out the way that i intended it to uh, you know, I still rap and do little things here and there, but I'm really more behind the scenes and I found that, that was my niche. So my drive really has been more so to succeed and leave some sort of legacy for the people that come behind me. So that's really what drives me. Yeah, I feel that. Do you think that artists, I'm sorry to cut you off about it, but do you feel, I think that's such an important statement that you just made is the fact that 
you kind of found your niche and you found what you were good at. You didn't keep trying and trying and trying at the thing that you weren't maybe the best at. You, you feel me? Like you took that one thing that you were phenomenal at and you ran with it. And that gives you opportunities to do other things. What do you, how important do you think it is to tell yes. young musicians or young, you know, artists or young rappers to find that one thing and to really stick with it and to really hone your craft? Oh, it's super important. See, uh, I run several businesses as well. I've been able to develop a lot of different things as you probably have found out. But uh, one thing that I do is I do music reviews. And in a lot of the music reviews, I'm very uh, candid about how I speak to artists and, and just keeping, you know, not to say keeping it real or anything like that, but more so just being real with them. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, don't want to sound cliche or anything, but uh, most artists are not really told the truth until they get to the point to where they already think they're where they're supposed to be. And then they, when they hear someone like me say, oh, well, you know, maybe you need to work on, you know, your cadence a little bit, maybe you need to work on your delivery, you know, and even, even so much as the recordings or the production, it may not be where it's supposed to be quality wise, but a lot of artists tend to listen to their friends and, you know, they listen to, you know, their family members and, you know, they love us, so they're going to lie to them, you know what I mean? But, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, people pay me sometimes $50 a song just to listen to a song. And, you know, I, I respect that, you know what I'm saying? That's part of my business. But they're not paying me to, you know, give them candy and make it sweet. They want, you know, honesty. And right. my artist development like starts it. from there. Yes, absolutely. Go ahead, Vana, you have something? Oh, no, no, no. I was just saying they're not paying you to like it. What, how do you break the news to them that it's not a hit? Like, how do you tell an artist it's not a hit? Very <laughs> it's a, it's a, It's a tactful thing. You have to be very uh, mindful of people's uh, feelings, you know, because, you know, music is very personal. You know, it's a part of you in, in a sense. You know, it's like what you're, it's a, it's a form of expression. So if you tell people that their expressions suck, you know, they're not going to take that quite well. As if you say, hey, look, you know, it, it may not be where it needs to be now, but this is how you can get it to where it needs to be. You know, and it, it's, it's a tactful thing. It's not something that you, you know, it's more of a, um, it's more of a scaffold than a sledgehammer. You know, you don't try to break people. What you try to do is you try to, you know, just kind of, you know, cut away a little bit and just kind of show them and expose where it's, you know, not quite where it needs to be and help them fix where it, where it needs to go, you know, try to give them better direction. That kind of feels like A&R work. What, would you call that, consider that a &R? Certainly. What advice would you give yes. to budding A&Rs? Because I think a lot of people hear A&R and they think management. What do you think is the key difference right. between A&R and artist management? And then what advice would you have for- Oh my God. I always tell everybody, get your flat sheet. Well, Right, right. So no, I'm, I'm very well versed in all of this. So as you know, I manage a few artists as well as uh, provide, you know, what, what, I, what I've just mentioned, you know, A&R work. I've been doing uh, things with, well, quite a few, but uh, probably the one that you guys are probably most familiar with is uh, 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 just Brittany. You know, she's one of the artists that I work with. You know, in fact, you know, Vada and I kind of became acquainted through some series of uh, 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 events that she was putting on, you know, um, uh, uh, 
and, and, and Brittany participated in uh, through, through, through things that Vada, I'm here because of Vada right now, you know, so thank you as well, hey, <laughs> you know. So yeah, no, the, the, the key differences uh, between A&R and, and management, A&Rs don't necessarily have to cater to the artists. A&Rs don't necessarily have to give a fuck about artists. Can I say fuck here? I'm sorry. No, you can absolutely <laughs> yeah. uh, we encourage that. Yes, by all means. No. Okay. Well, goddamn it. Well, well, goddamn it, shit, motherfucker. I'm gonna say everything. <laughs> no, no. Seriously, um, uh, A&Rs don't really have to care about the artist, particularly uh, in the beginning, especially now. If they become, uh, if they're working for a label and they're A&R in someone's project then of course they have to be a little bit more concerned and a little bit more considerate. But A&Rs don't necessarily do the same work as management. And I'm kind of all of those things combined into one, you know, whereas I work on the management side, you know, basically making sure that, you know, meetings are kept, production is done. I mean, you, when, when, you're, when you're management, you're everything. You're not just, uh, you know, you don't just take out, you take out the trash. You don't just, you know, you do everything. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if, if the artist needs, uh, uh, you know, their hair done, or if they need their hair cut, or if they need, you know, a new outfit, or if they need, you know, management is everything. They need flights and rooms and, you know, uh, vodka or whatever, you know, or Hennessy. You know, you got to get all that stuff for those artists. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm A&R for um, two artists in particular, and I find myself, mm -hmm. um, one in particular, the other one not so much. He's very independent on his own. But like, I don't even think Stoney knows that I'm A and R for. I don't even think I told her that. Okay. But the one I, mean, I know, but you keep right. it like very low key with me. Crazy, like it's not. And then like my baby Joey Cash, Joey Cash. That's my sweetheart. That's my everything. But I always try mm -hmm. to remind him, like I'm not your manager. Like everybody that you want to come with. Right. You, can't expect me to back you up and back them up too. I'm not, I'm not your manager. I'm not sure. doing that per se. Do you think that, and right. I'm going to let Stoney take over after this. Do you think that independent artists, because mm -hmm. I've noticed you have a soft spot for independent artists, even though you've done a lot of things with notable sure. people, which is super dope. Do you think that yes. artists are better yes. off with management, A&R or none? Well, you know, everyone needs someone to, give them guidance. What I, I, you know, I'm also a writer as well. You know, I write for magazines and stuff, different hip hop magazines and stuff, I do articles. And uh, there was an article I wrote uh, some years back called um, uh, Five Reasons Why You're Not Signed. And it was a lot, of, a lot to do with, you know, the people that you surround yourself with. Uh, you know, again, going back to, you know, the friends and family members, you know, you let your uncle manage you. He has no business sense. He has no sense at all. Not just no business sense. <laughs> you got no sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you, you let someone like that, uh, yes, manage you. And they don't really have any kind of relationships. They don't have any kind of business etiquette. They don't know anything about the business. You, you run into problems. So, yes, it is good to have, you know, all artists need someone to bounce their ideas off of. If it's management, if it's A&R, if it's, you know, just your best friend or whatever. But... You know, you don't want to put people in positions of power that are not capable of providing you with the things that you need in order to succeed. Mm, that's piggybacking off that, if you don't mind, how important is it to you specifically as an artist? And how is it, how important is it to you 
that you think you need to let other artists know, especially someone like me who's coming up, how important is it to have a solid team behind you? I mean, people who are really doing it for you, not like, not like a fan base who's saying, yeah, 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 yeah I believe right. in you. But I mean, someone who's right. doing the A&R for you, someone who's putting together your packets so you can send them out to places, someone yes. who's booking your venues. Yes. How important is it to have someone that is taking some of that pressure off of you? Well, I mean, from an artist standpoint, I'm a music producer as well. So I've been in the, all these positions that you guys are mentioning. I have experience in them. And my background is very intricate as far as what I do. But it's important to have people on your team that you can trust. Even if they're not good at it, at least you can trust and depend on them. Because sometimes people weasel their way in off of, you know, your name or the relationship that you have. And they have ulterior motives you know they're not necessarily on your team so it is very important to have a good solid team someone that's actually going to follow through on the things that you may not necessarily be able to follow through as uh, as an artist on you know so yeah absolutely key, key things i mean the, the most important thing is having people that you can trust and that are dependable you know you can you can learn how to be uh, uh you know better at something but one thing you can't teach is integrity people don't learn how to how to have good conscience and good heart you're born with that. It's either you have it or you don't. You know, people are not always honest and genuine. Either you, you have it or you, you, don't, you don't develop being genuine. You come into the world that way. You run into a lot of people that will, uh, you know, they'll tell you things that, that, that they can do or say that, you know, hey, I can provide this, I can provide that. And then you, you challenge them on things and you find out that they're using someone else's resources in order to provide you with what you've asked for. You know, so you can run into a lot of trouble like that as well. So... You know, the most important thing really is integrity and uh, dependability. Yeah, absolutely. But a, a team is absolutely important. I feel that. Thank you for that. Thank you for that knowledge. I'm sorry about it. I'm going to cut you off. To kind of piggyback off that, do you think as someone who's coming up, do you think it's more important to um, maybe put mm, – I don't know how to word it, maybe – how to put um, faith in someone. Maybe they might not, say it's a videographer. Maybe this videographer doesn't mm -hmm. have a stabilizer. They don't have, they don't have Premiere Pro. They don't have like the best editing program, but there's someone who's really right. down for you and they're down for your cause. How important is it, do you yes. think, to, to build up the team around you? Not just to find someone who's good, but to also find mm -hmm. someone who you think that you could put that energy into, into making them just as good as you are. Right. You feel well, that, that's, Yes, and that's a very good question. See, the thing is, you know, you, you mentioned something in the very beginning about finding your space and learning how to uh, grow, grow, grow from where you are very, your very best self. You know, that's kind of what you have to figure out. Like, if, if you're dealing with people and you, you see that they have potential, you trust no one. That's the number one. You trust nobody. But, you know, if you're, if, like, I'm a kind-hearted person, so I'm going to give everyone a chance. I'm not going to turn anyone down cold. I'm going to listen to what they have to say. I'm going to give them an opportunity to show me and prove to me that I'm, I'm, they're worthy of me spending my time on that. You know, and I mean, not that I'm some big wig or anything like that, but I, I wouldn't care if I was picking up your, your trash in front of your house. My time is still valuable. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, treating people with respect and dignity is like some of the most important things, one of the most important things you can do for the people that you're trying to work with. They may not be able to uh, run Pro Tools or Final Cut Pro or whatever. They may not have all of these bells and whistles, but they may be very good at something. And that something may be something that you can actually bring out of them. Eventually, yes, it could, it could work. But 
Don't put your faith in one individual. Be loyal, but don't put your faith in one individual because people will let you down. Not even intentionally. Sometimes people just, you know, life happens and you're not always able to uh, find um, a, a good reason for why someone failed you. You know, so, so be prepared for that disappointment. Don't, don't, don't take it so hard, but be prepared for it. And don't, don't allow yourself to be uh, dependent upon one situation. Branch out and do as much as you possibly can because, you know, like you say, there may be one person that may, may have that Final Cut Pro. He may have it down, but he might be an asshole. You know, so, you know, and, or he may be too expensive and you can't afford it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, I hit people with high prices all the time because I want them to understand that, that I value my time, whether they value it or not. You know, I value who I am and what I've done. I value it. You know, so that's it. How do you recommend, you spoke on integrity. How do you recommend maintaining your integrity? Like, I'm going to, I want to go back to the A&R side. So if you notice, like, I'm going <laughs> to yes, yes. ask from the artist side. I'm going to ask from the A&R side. How do you, um, sure. artists, like, she just be, I be everywhere, but like, artists be like, like, <laughs> um, like, give it to me, right? Right, artists. <laughs> I'm narcissistic. I'm sorry. No, it is great. I love it. I appreciate it too. And you're asking some very great questions, so thank you. Yeah, I just am very inquisitive from my point of view. I know the people who are coming up, they're gonna want to know what someone like you thinks. You know what I mean? More artists because it is absolutely by far more up and coming. Sure, sure. Anything. What do you recommend for anybody, artist or small? that may have a celebrity interaction and they feel slighted or disrespected. I've had something like that happen. <laughs> yeah. Really, like, I, I went home crying the one time. Like, it was really mm. bad. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And I had, like, my one homie, he was doing, we take pictures for a group that came from the early 2000s. And that group, sure. like, yelled at him for just taking, like, he was just taking photos. Yeah. Like, right. We want those photos back. What do you recommend to somebody that yes. is up and coming that has that experience and feels like, oh my God, is this what the industry really is? Nah, well, you know, I mean, people have bad days. You know, they, that, that particular incident could have been a situation where someone had been being aggravated and that person was the last person that was the last straw. So, you know, it, it, things like that happen. I mean, I tell, I tell people this also, when they don't meet, your idols, the people that you really respect, don't meet them. If you can avoid meeting them, I mean, you can say hi, but don't try to be friendly or anything. Don't try to attach yourself or try to make anything more out of it. Be a fan if you're a fan. Don't try to be, you know, in business with them. And trust me and believe me, you will be disappointed every time. You know, I've met so many, yeah. like, superstar celebrities and stuff, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that I, I've ended up doing business with some of them, but some of the ones that I was, like, so, like, you know, it grew up listening to type stuff, you know, like the ones I idolized as a teenager, you know, in my, in, you know, younger, in my younger self. And I meet these guys now that I'm in, a, I'm in a position to help them. And I meet these guys and it's like, it's a total letdown, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, uh, but, but it's not entirely their fault. I mean, the industry has changed and, and shift so many times and it continuously changes and shifts. So, you know, with, with my advice to people that meet, someone in the entertainment business, a lot of times they don't even know what the hell they're doing. You know what I'm saying? The celebrities and the stars, they have other people that handle them, that handle their situations. They're not even, they don't even they're, they're sign their own checks. That they don't know how to, um, 
And I think as a creative too, uh, a lot, I think a lot of people sleep that like a lot of creatives have anxiety. A lot of creatives have anxiety. Sure. And, and as soon as they sure. get like, put in that situation, like it's kind of like, can be a little bit shape-shifting. Um, tell us a little bit about Fifth Ward and what you did on Fifth Ward. Okay, so, you know, ironically, you mentioned that we had an uh, episode three for season two came out today. It's on umc.tv. Uh, so I'm the music supervisor for the show. It's an urban show. Um, the show itself uh, is based in Houston, uh, the Fifth Ward District of Houston, Texas. Um, my position in the show or my role in the show is the music supervisor. So uh, this particular season, we had a lot of different uh, elements of music that we needed. And it was my responsibility to find this music, license it, uh, do all of the contracts for the songs, deal back and forth with the artists, their management, labels, publishers, pretty much everything. And then deliver all that information back to production and kind of work hand in hand with the director on different music pieces that we needed. And ironically, we licensed a song. Um, Oprah Winfrey licensed this song for like $120,000. And I, ironically, I'm very close to this, the, these people that own the song. I'm very close to them. And I was able to get this one song that Oprah paid $120,000 for and put it in our, you know, so it was, it was, it, sometimes it is about relation. Most of the time it's about relationships. It's not necessarily about how much money you have or, you know, it's who you know, not always what you know, but what you know helps. It helps a lot. <laughs> Definitely. Um, speaking of yeah. kind of like licensing for, you know, shows and movies and stuff, I was recently in a short film and we kind of had to, to do our own music to an extent because it is kind of hard getting licensing. So we figured it would just be easier. If, yeah. Especially the people that were in yeah. it, honestly, were a lot of musicians. So we were like, you know, let's just kind of, we'll make our own soundtrack to us an extent. You know, we won't have to license out yeah. any music. But also I think it's really important that you're in that business and a lot of artists don't even think about that as being a way of monetary gain. How did you even find yourself in that position to be able to, to do licensing and contracts and stuff like that for, you know what I mean? How'd you find yourself in that predicament? Right. So it, it's a funny story. Um, years ago, I wanted to get my music into video games. This was a long time ago. And, and I was very, very uh, adamant about it. I was like, oh man, I gotta get my music in this next Grand Theft Auto or whatever, you know? And I was just doing a lot of research. You know, I asked around and a lot of the people that I actually approached about it gave me the runaround maybe because they didn't know or maybe because they just didn't like me or whatever. You know, I'm a likable guy. I don't know what the hell was going on. But I mean, honestly, I think it was more of a uh, you can't get ahead of me type situation. You know, there's a lot of competition in the industry. God, that is, that so, is in um, any industry. They don't want you to know their secrets. They don't because then right, if you're right, talented, then you right. might get a leg up on them. And you I might. respect that you, you percent, but come on, yes. you got to tell me them secrets. I mean, <laughs> you got you to gotta let them in. So so uh, eventually, I had to go around these guys. They kept running, getting me to run around. Everybody would give me, you know, Betty and leads. I was on a flight coming back from Atlanta. And, you know, I was not in the greatest shape. You know, I was, a, you know, I was broke, really, you know what I'm saying? But I was still, compared to now, you know, I was a peasant <laughs> compared to now, you know. So uh, what ended up happening was I picked up a magazine, you know, the little magazines in the back of the seats on the plane. And I read an article about licensing music, and I think it was um, 
It was a company at the time, that the name of the company was Pop Audio. They're gone now. It's like, it's too late to get involved with them, but uh, they, they were bought out by Getty Images for like 10 million Getty Images bought them. But during the time when I found them, uh, I was on my way back to Vegas, where I live, and um, I got off the plane and can remember the name of the damn company. And I was like, how am I, you know, this was like very hard to find something online at this particular point, because, you know, it's just slower. It was crazy. It was dollar. It was really that long ago. <laughs> so uh, I eventually remembered the name of the company, found it, and printed out a contract. The contract was so long, I had to print the contract twice. And it was so long, I ran out of ink and paper. Like, it was like, it was, I was poor, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you, you already have a, a situation with just not having enough resources to do what you need to do. I eventually got the contracts printed out and I had to mail the contracts out. Uh, I, sent them, I sent them maybe about 10 tracks at the time. At, at that particular time, I sent like 10 songs. Just 10 beats, nothing you know, super fancy, just some stuff that I had intended for another artist, actually. An artist that decided he wasn't gonna rap no more. I took the beats I was giving to him and sent them to them. And they picked them up. They signed me. They gave me a little deal. And from there, my music started getting picked up in all different types of shows, MTV, VH1. I mean, and for years now, I've been eating off that. I mean, I've still, the stuff that I did, God, I have songs that I did in the 90s that I'm still doing quite well off of because reruns are like bread and me. And right now, during the pandemic, reruns are crazy, you know what I'm saying? They're rerunning everything, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, because there's not a lot of content available, you know, so that's kind of how I made the discovery. It went from me trying to sell beats to artists to me actually licensing beats to companies. So instead of me going from, you know, producer to artist, I went from producer to businesses, you know what I mean? And that's kind of how my, yeah. my whole thing, and eventually that turned into a whole nother thing where I became a publisher. People would ask me, how did I get my music in this show? And I would tell them, you know, pay me some money and I'll show you. <laughs> you know? so, right. That's you know, I had this one girl okay, tell me. How'd you, get Go ahead. Not, how'd you get through not having money? How did you get through that phase? Like, what? <laughs> you could help. Oh, but if you could help I saw, somebody I get out of that mental right. space in their head, if you could help right. somebody get out of that right. mental space in their head right now, what words of encouragement would you offer them to push through not having the resources? They will come. You know, it's just like anything else. Uh, you know, you can, you can live off of ramen noodles, right? But that's not a permanent thing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, you can live off of uh, a, a very limited income and, you know, just one vehicle or no vehicles, riding the bus or whatever whatever it takes in order for you to get to that next point to where you can actually pivot yourself over. Now, the thing is, what happens with most artists, especially in hip-hop, but even in rock, you know, I deal with everything. I'm not just hip-hop. I deal with, I have country artists, rock artists, pop artists, pretty much every genre of music. I have a classical orchestra from the Republic of Czech that I sign. You know what I'm saying? So I own and operate about, I have about 80 different acts under me, under my publishing company. So, I mean, when I, when I say that I'm, I'm really in the business, I'm really in the business. I'm not like, you know, just working with a couple of artists here and there. You know, I got a lot going on, right? I mean, like, like I mean, I'm, I'm really not kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm like, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm really not kidding. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, seriously, like, I'm really not kidding. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm for real, right? So this is the thing. 
the, 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 the way that you get past it is, is by not allowing yourself to get discouraged. It's so easy to get discouraged because people will tell you that you need to get a regular job. I mean, I don't know how many times I heard that, you know, and, 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 and I tried. I mean, honestly, I tried. I mean, earlier along, you know, when I wasn't really working and I was trying to figure it out, you know, I hustled and did yeah, everything I, I did. I mean, I applied for 140 jobs. Like, I tried. What? Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, when, when I say I'm talking, I'm talking like it was it was bad at some points, you know, what I mean, but I mean, I never got kicked out of anything and nothing never really got turned off, you know, thank God for that. But I was hustling, though, you know what I'm saying? So I was in the streets a lot, you know what I'm saying, before I really got to, but I never tried to become like a kingpin or no stupid shit like that. You know, if you were hustling, you don't go out and try to make, you know, you're not trying to make that you're living. That was never me, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know. If you're trying to retire from that, there's Right, something. exactly. It's exactly. So, you know, it was, it was, a you know, you know, just being, you know, what, you know, being honest, you know, there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of times when I wasn't, you know, on my shit, you know, like I was supposed to, I went through a lot of things. I struggled with a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? I had a drinking problem for a long time. I stopped drinking. My life got better. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, I, I used to smoke like an Indian. I mean, like the blunts that I would smoke would be like, like huge, you know, I was like teaching tongue, like smoking, like I would ride around with a perfecto blunt, you know what I'm saying, in my ashtray, I was just like crazy like that, you know what I'm saying, and I thought that, you know, for a long time, I thought that was the way, and you know, it, it, I have a lot of experience, so I learned a lot of things, but at the end of the day, what it really comes down to is, is whether or not um, you have mental dexterity, you know, the, the mental dexterity to hang on, because everything will try to knock you off. Everything, you just have to keep saying no to all of the bullshit and wait for that one. And people are going to tell you no, but all you need is one person to say yes. Right. You, you go through a hundred no's and get that one person to say yes, and it's on, you know? Right. That's pretty much it. I mean, you, know, you just have to hang in there. Yeah, I was say a big part of what you said, too, sorry, with um, that mm -hmm. thing, you know, we cut each other off. I hate doing that. Um, oh, it's okay. Accountability. That accountability of knowing, like, I fucked up. I think that a lot of people don't realize that owning your fuck-ups is a big part of that next level. Like, if you, a lot, I think a lot of artists, and I think it's just this generation of putting on a facade for social media. I think a lot of artists and people in general don't necessarily own their mistakes. Like, you did something, you might have done, you probably did something to get to, where you're at right now. So what are you gonna do to do sure. that for sure? Um, Absolutely. So was that what motivated you just like knowing that one yes was on the way, is that what did it for you? Well, you know, I mean, I would, I would love to say it was that perfect, but no, you know, I, I, I didn't know, no one does, you know, but I felt in my, my own spirit, in my own soul that I deserved more than what I had. So I just continued to work. And to be honest with you, I continued to work the same way I did then. I mean, you know, uh, producers can say that they make music, but, you know, I have catalogs of content. I mean, I have over 6,000 registered tracks of my own that I created, not the other thousands and thousands of pieces of music that I represent of other artists. You know what I mean? So I, I, I can definitely tell you that it's not, it's not for the faint of heart. If you're going to stick in there, you have to stick in there and you have to be so... I mean, there has not, there, there can't be anything else. There's no fault. I didn't have a, 
a fallback plan. I didn't have like a plan B, if you will. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I just had plan A and that was, it was gonna work. That was it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. You talked about, you know, getting a hundred no's and waiting for that one yes. How important do yes. you think is it for an artist, an individual, hell, even just a regular Joe and nine to five, how important is it do you think to be the person who says no sometimes to an opportunity if you don't feel like it's your best opportunity? Because I feel like even my, I myself as an artist, I feel like I get opportunities and I'm so willing, for, I, I so want to be successful, to want to do for people mm -hmm. that I just say yes. And then in the back mm -hmm. of my head I have to say, okay, Stoney, is that gonna benefit you? Is it gonna benefit the other? Is it gonna benefit both of you? Why am I doing this? Maybe I should say no. But I feel like sometimes people, some people feel so obligated to say yes to deals when they really, you might just want to hold out for your best deal because it might not be what you're worth. Right. So there, there's two sides to that. You know, I, I, have, I have that mentality now because I can afford to have that mentality. I can say no for the stuff because I've already done so much to the point to where I can demand people take care of me and pay me what I ask for. You know, I can, I can say I need $10,000 and they're going to say, okay, well, we're going to have to figure out how to get him his $10,000, you know what I'm saying? Or otherwise he's not going to do it, you know? So at, at, at the beginning, I took everything. I was a whore. I slept with every music company I could find, anything I could do. I mean, I was in the bed with crazy stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, and still to this day, some of those things are paying off, but it is like, um, it was kind of like connect the dots, you know, all the time the dots didn't connect. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's, it's okay to turn some things down, but when you're first starting off, you, you really should say yes to just about everything if it makes sense. I mean, if it's something, you know, like they're telling you, you know, you know, come be in this video and, you know, we're going we're gonna to get you drunk and high and all this type of shit, that's no, there's no value in that. But if they're saying, okay, well, come be in this video, uh, do this song with us, we're going to, you know, make sure you get your writer's credits, you're going to get your publishing, you're going to get this. Now they're talking business. I mean, it's, it's a, you, you have to find that, uh, you know, that balance between, you know, to where you can say, well, the value, I see it. If you don't see any value in it, I mean, chances are they're not, if, if you see that they're doing bullshit, chances are they're going to get you involved with some bullshit. If you don't want that, then you avoid it. You avoid yeah, it. Yeah, you know? that's crazy. Mm, facts, facts, facts. You spit facts to him, Charlie Mack. I can't. I, shit, that, this is this is this is some wise information. Cause I, I feel like honestly, sometimes, especially new artists and young artists, they just feel so pressured. You know what I mean? To to be the best, yeah. to be the best, to be the hottest one out, to be the to be the best, you know, ingenuitive one. And I feel like that puts on so many people this and this impression that you have to do do it all. And sometimes I feel like if some people just step back and hone their craft a little bit and, you know, put off maybe this deal or put off this collab, maybe it would be even better in the long run because then they'd be more, um, it's more honed, more polished, more themselves. You know what I mean? Not right. feeling like they have to like pour themselves out to an extent for a deal, you know, eventually, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And, 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 you know, like I said, speaking from experience, um, in the beginning, I chased every company I could find. I turned over, I mean, like every company that I could find that was licensing some stuff, like I, I went after them because I felt like no one else was going to do it the way that I was going to do it. And no one, I mean, to my knowledge, I haven't run across very many people, artists, producers, whatever, that have actually 
that can say that they've placed over 30,000 pieces of music. I haven't ran into anyone that can say that. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, literally thousands of pieces of music going in and out of all sorts of networks. I mean, we're probably a few hundred pieces of music placed in VH1 during the pandemic right now, you know, this year. You know what I'm saying? Like a few hundred pieces just on VH1 alone. I mean, you talk about like basketball-wise, we, we run the hell out of basketball-wise. Uh, anything with Black Ink crew, uh, Chicago, Compton, uh, and, and of course, you know, the one they do out of New York. Um, I mean, I could just go on housewise, the whole franchise, uh, love and hip hop, just keep going and going and going. It's so much uh, to the point to where literally there's not a network that I can think of, you know, aside from like Algeria or something like that, you know, something from overseas or something. I mean, we have music in Russia on some of their networks and some of their television shows. South Africa, we have shows that we produce music for in shows, their network TV shows on their big networks in, in uh, like BBC and in London and all, I mean, and of course here in the States as well. So we're international, we're not just here, you know what I'm saying? We're, we're not just in the States, we're across the globe, literally. Music is everywhere. Right, mm. that's so dope. So I, I wanna make sure that our, our listeners are hearing this right, Charlie. So you're telling me basically, basically, if I can read between the lines, you're telling me basically that you're, you're making dope tracks, you're making dope music, and you're basically, if I'm reading you correctly, you're kind of leasing that out to, to get the, the long-term residuals of that, that music. You're not getting you know, a big old check today when you drop the track tomorrow, right. but you're getting right. a long-term payout. You're getting TV shows who, yes. are, who are running reruns with your music in it, and you're getting the residual of that right. three years after the road. So, you're, so I, just want, right. I just want our listeners to really know yes. that you can make money from this. You don't have to blow up and be the hottest thing you know, tomorrow or yesterday, but if you have your licensing and you have your, you own the rights to your records, you can really make money off that and, and be sustainable from it. Of course. Yes, you yes. You have a fantastic there, I'm, I'm, business yeah. model for people. That's, that's awesome. I, I Kudos to you for that. Yes, that's, yes. That's awesome. Hey, that's my dream, you, you know? Thank you. Hey, well, you know, I mean, the thing is, you know, I, and I, I have to, you know, I have to, my, 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 uh, my circumstances are not realistic for everyone. And I, 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 I say that because I spent probably about maybe four or five years locked in a room just making music every day. I make a track every day. Every day I make a track. Sometimes I would make 60 tracks in a month. And by the time I got through that transition of, of, of building my catalog, I didn't really have a lot of places for it to go. So I had to discover where it needed to go, you know, but during the process, I was figuring it out as I was making the music, I was figuring out where I wanted to go. Now I do have big records out. I do have big, you know, big things in terms of music out there, but my, my primary focus is still publishing. I have taken other artists on, like I said, I represent over 80 different acts. So, and, and it's not just <clears throat> after I had my success and, and I started, like I think I, at the time I had placed maybe about 1500 pieces of music at the time and people were coming to me like, hey, how do you get this and how did you do this and how did you do that? Not just hip hop. I mean, I got country western singers coming to me with big 10 gallon, you know, hats on asking me, you know, hey, can you do anything with this? You know, and one of the country music artists that I work with, uh, not, even, not even an artist per se, but an artist, uh, 
millions of views on YouTube. Nobody's ever seen it. Just his music just playing in the background of some girls kissing or something. Millions of views on this. Crazy. Like fifteen hundred dollars uh, every quarter for him. You know what I'm saying? And we're we're splitting that. You know what I'm saying? But I mean fifteen hundred dollars off of a song, just one song. I mean, that's what, like $6,000 a year off of one. That's not a bad thing, you know what I'm saying, for someone. You know, you're talking thousands and thousands of pieces of music floating around everywhere. There's a video of a girl doing a training exercise. It's like a, even a, like a 17-year-old girl doing a workout. You know, and she's doing like deadlifts and stuff and lifting weights and everything in the gym. Uh, we had a track behind that. And that, that track was making like about 500 bucks every quarter. Now, this artist ain't got no other music out. He ain't selling no records. He ain't got no music nowhere else. But that one song was bringing him in revenue just that one song. I mean, you know, and that probably went on maybe. We're still getting paid for that song. We're still, it's still generating money. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's millions of views on that too. But it's just a crazy thing. Uh, I think the song only played for maybe about less than a minute. Yeah, I think that a lot of people forget that, like expanding the streams of income is beyond just what you want to do. There's so many you can write. If you're a producer, you can score. You can like yes. talk to. There's so many different facets. But I know that with all of that, like I stay really, really busy. How do you balance um, <laughs> that heavy workload? And like, what does Charlie Mack do to relax? Like, does he sleep? Do you sleep like ever? Yeah, yeah. You know, I sleep a few hours a day. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I mean, literally, I, sometimes I go to bed at three and get back up at like six or seven. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, yeah, I know. on average. Like, did you ever? Yeah, yeah I know, because whenever you hit me, I'm always responding back. Because right? <laughs> I'm always on, you know. But uh, the mo most of the time, um, okay, so I'll just give you a, for instance, uh, today, um, I'm promoting, I started out promoting with uh, Fifth Ward because we have an episode coming out today that came out today. So I'm promoting, so I'm promoting all of the artists of whose music that I placed in. I'm the music department. So I'm responsible for making sure that they're informed, giving them other little tidbits to keep them motivated for, you know, the upcoming projects that we have, you know, other things that we're going to be doing. So I uh, start out with that. I already had kind of designed my flyers and everything that I wanted to post. I already had written out my scripts and stuff that I wanted to actually add into my Instagram post. I still need to add them to Facebook. I didn't get a chance to get to that because I was interrupted by a studio call with this big time, big time producer. Uh, these guy, this guy, his name is Jelly Roll. He's in town. Uh, a partner of mine is working with him. Uh, not the white guy, Jelly Roll. It's another guy. It's a producer on the on the on the West Coast. Uh, uh, but big time producer, really. You know, he got. I mean, like, he got records. They got records with. Everybody, it's just, it's, I, I don't even want to start name dropping, but it's, it's big time. So anyways, they're trying to get me to come out. I don't want to go. I hardly ever accept invites to places and stuff. You know, the last time I went and hung out with them a couple weeks ago, you know, the day man stuff, and I'm saying everybody was high as hell. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was like five blunts going in a circle. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't smoke, but I was high as hell by the time I left anyways. It didn't matter. You know what I'm saying? So, Shit, that uh, sounds like my kind of party. Oh, it's definitely, <laughs> it was definitely that type of party. I mean, like, and it was, it was interesting. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, it was, it was definitely super lit. So anyways, uh, uh, but, but after I turned them down, I got another situation where someone is asking me to do, uh, uh, damn, what was it? Uh, uh, some 
interview for someone else, someone else that I, uh, um, then I got a, a, a text message, uh, Lyrica sent me a video to uh, send out, Lyrica Anderson sent a video to send out to 95.3 out in Houston, uh, like, a, like a, a, a drop. Then the director for Fifth Work called me and uh, we were talking back and forth about some politics in the business. And um, after that, oh, I, I had another meeting. <laughs> Say again? I was like, the whole thing just sound loud. Oh, this, this is it. You know what I'm saying? I think I, I had a few messages come from you. You know what I'm saying? You know, we were preparing for what we had to do today. We had to, you know, kind of adjust our schedules or whatever. I had another meeting at, um, at Five Guys. Y'all got Five Guys out there? I had a meeting, I had a meeting at Five Guys. Uh, with another artist that I'm, I'm actually just coming coming into uh, distribute. Her name is uh, Reality, and uh, she has a new record that was placed in Fifth Ward. That actually, it's coming up. Uh, and I went to have a meeting with her, uh, and we're getting her project ready together. We're, we're actually getting ready to start pushing her stuff. So she will be coming up as a for an interview spot pretty soon after we get everything kind of situated. Uh, met with her, left with her, had to rush back to grab my daughter because my daughter, you know, she had to go to the dentist's office to get braces fixed. Uh, and then, uh, uh, you know, so many other things in between. And then now I'm back here with you guys. How do you stay sane in it all? Like, how do you stay centered and still so polite? And like, how do you do that? Life is too short to be upset, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, my, my response to people, I probably irritate the hell out of people because they be upset, mad, and they call me and I'll be like, hey, I'm amazing. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> that's, that's me, you know, because I, I learned early on that, you know, despite uh, what everybody else feels and what everybody else is going through, I can still control my own emotions. I can be in my own feelings and I can feel great all the time if I choose to. It's a matter of choice. You're in control of yourself. You know, no one else can control how you feel. They, people can say you and say, oh, yeah, they made me feel bad because oh, they said something ugly to me. But I'm like, you know, I have people, I've had people call me the devil. And I said, thank you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm impressed by that. That's like one of the most impressive things you can say to me. Like, I am, I'm a creature of God. God created the devil too. So whatever. You know what I'm saying? If I'm bad, hey, I did my thing. Uh-oh. Fell off. Sorry. Hit the table a little too hard. There we go. No, that, that happens to me all the time. I always knock stuff over when I'm, <laughs> I'm clumsy. I'm really clumsy. Um, no, um, no. I, I want to see if Stoney has I'm, anything else for I'm you. I'm definitely not that. Yeah, no, I'm clumsy. I want to see if Stoney has anything else for you. And then after she has anything for you, I want to ask um, if you could just talk about what you have going on right now and let us know, like, what yes. you want to do. If you have one wish, Rilla started it. If you had one wish for your guests at the powder room, what would you like? Um, but Stoney, did you have something else for her? Yeah, because you kind of touched on it a little bit. I just want, I want to know how you deal with it. And I want, I want you to tell our listeners how you think that they should possibly deal with it. Because I know everyone's different, but how you think that would, you would best deal with it. Um, haters. Because me personally, I feel like <laughs> if, you, if you're listening to my music and you're hating and you're giving me a thumbs down on YouTube, I, I still appreciate you because, first of all, you gave me a view that you're watching my content. I really appreciate you because, to me, you're still a fan, whether you're leaving right. a good comment or a bad comment. You took right. five seconds out of your day to deal with me, so you're a fan in my eyes. But how do you, how do you deal with, you know, people who maybe come off 
sideways to you or maybe they're giving like that fake love that industry love you know what i mean where they fake fuck with you just so they can get try and get something out of you how do you deal with that how do you stay balanced in what's true right well i mean at the at the end of the day i mean people are are people we're all human you know i mean most of us at least and uh you know you can't you can't like i said judge people based on where they are right now. Because a lot of times I have had instances where I, I, I wasn't feeling someone and, and they, they rubbed me the wrong way, but I was patient with them. And eventually that relationship bore fruit. You, you understand what I'm saying? So uh, sometimes like, like your approach is the best approach. You know, be, be grateful. Not only are they giving you streams, but they, if they're watching, if they're listening to your music on Amazon or, or, or Spotify or even YouTube, if your music is properly registered, they're paying you to say that they don't like it. You know, so that's that's exactly right. So yes, be very humble, be be grateful. Uh, approach every situation and time you're gonna have an opportunity to speak to that individual. Cause it may be, you know, it may be. There's a many situations I've been in where uh, I could have I could have I could have manhandled the situation and mistreated someone because I'm in a position of power. I really am. I mean, I try my best not to let my head get so big I can't walk through a door or something, you know what I'm saying? But I don't, I don't, I don't approach situations that way. I try to be as humble because it could, it could go just like as fast. Well, it took a long time to get here. You understand what I'm saying? But it could go really fast. I mean, because, you know, uh, all it takes is for you to have like some type of major catastrophic accident or something. I mean, like if you lose a limb or something, your whole entire being is changed, you know what I'm saying? You're the, not necessarily the value, because your, your value is in your spirit and in your soul. I've met people without legs, you know, that, that, that are happier than some people that got everything. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, people that have, everybody that has money is not happy. I know people that got way more money than me and they're miserable, miserable. I mean, they call me to cheer them up, <laughs> you know, which is hilarious, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, no, the best advice I can give an artist as, as far as the haters go, thank them, pray for them, you know, bless them, you know, that's it. That's it. But, but I appreciate that. That's some solid facts. Guys, it's been Stoney. You heard from Charlie Mack. He gave you some real-ass facts. I'm going to hand it over to Bada. Yeah, I listen to the man. Yeah, no, Charlie, just let us know what you got going on lately. Uh, what should we be listening to from you? What do you have under wraps that you didn't really tell anybody yet? Like, just let us know what you got nah. where they could follow you at. Okay. Well, um, the first thing, uh, of course, Fifth Ward, you know, that's really what's happening right now. Uh, episodes are airing on uh, UMC.TV uh, every Thursday. They're, they're supposed to come out around noon Eastern Standard Time, but sometimes they're there a little early. Uh, you can get it on Prime. Uh, Amazon Prime actually has it. Uh, and a few different other places that you can view it as well. Uh, um, we're also doing, uh, there's a soundtrack coming. I'm not sure when that's supposed to be released. I actually wasn't the one that did that this time. Someone else, another, another company, uh, Conscious Minds Entertainment. Uh, I, I want to say they're out of, uh, and forgive me if I get this wrong, but I believe they're out of Kansas City. Uh, and, and they're a bunch of great great people you know what i'm saying they're actually when sound they should be coming out soon if it, if it i haven't heard if it's out yet but i imagine it will be coming soon so that that's something to look for we did a really big song i produced a song called love peace and unity 
uh, and we had like about 30 people involved with this record. And it's a real big, it's going to actually uh, be in one of the episodes where we do kind of like a, a musical. It's actually like a high school scene, uh, like, a, like at a play, you know, that type of thing, or more, more or less like a, like a high school talent show. And it's so intricate. We have all uh, races and ethnicities involved. I mean, everything. Hispanic, we have uh, Native, Native American in, in the show, uh, uh, Asian Americans, um, uh, Koreans, Americans, what, whatever. I mean, we have pretty much everybody. We did, we did not leave out anyone. It's an all-inclusive show. Even in the show itself, it's everybody. Everybody's involved. Um, let's see, new stuff coming up. Uh, of course, we're still working on uh, various television shows. Um, the newest one, I think, that we, we picked up was uh, Love and Listings. Uh, I think that's on VH1. Uh, and, and, yeah, we, we, yeah we, have, we have a few pieces of music in that uh, going right now. So that, that's great. It's always exciting uh, to get music in these shows and stuff because they actually, you, you just never know. I mean, like, I mean, we did like pretty much everything on TLC you could think of, like 90 Day Fiance and 90 Day the Other Way and all of those. Hey, that's that my have, favorite show. <laughs> yeah, we show. do music for those shows. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so uh, let's see what else we have. Uh, we have a couple of different um, other shows that I'm working on as music supervisor coming up yet, but I can tell you that they're going to be uh, it's going to be epic for hip hop. Uh, one of the other shows that we did, um, uh, Untold Stories of, of Hip Hop with uh, Angela Martinez, if y'all are familiar with that show. Uh, it was on We TV. We did Marriage Boot Camp and all of those things, the hip hop versions and the other ones. Uh, we, we've done pretty much like, I mean, it's just ridiculous. But those are some of the things you can watch out for. Um, the other project wise, we got a record out with uh, this guy named Willis Baum. Uh, I think interviewed Willis. Willis is like my dude. Uh, and he's one of the, he's actually a part of our team. Uh, he's one of the artists that I work with and represent and whatnot. Um, and he's one of the reasons that, you know, I brought him to you guys, you know what I'm saying? Because he's such a phenomenal artist um, and, and he has more coming. We have some more stuff coming up really soon. He is. We appreciate um, that. Also, he, he was a very good interview. We appreciate you sending him our way. That was a lookout for sure. Hey, hey, he's a good guy. He's a, I mean, genuinely, he's a He's a giant too. He's a big dude too. Really, he's a really big guy. You know what I'm saying? So, but but no, really, he's a very he's a gentle giant. Let's say it that way. <laughs> so let's uh, see. Uh, Reality. I mentioned her. Uh, she has a a record called Lover and Fighter uh, that we placed in like uh, like the prom scene in Fifth Ward. Fifth Ward has a lot of dynamics. It's all age groups. Like I said, it's all inclusive. So it's a lot going on in the show. But there's a, a scene where two of the lead characters. Characters, uh, the younger set of lead characters have a have a fight at a prom. They're not supposed to be dealing. It's kind of like Romeo and Juliet type things. Their parents don't want them together, you know that type of thing. And they have a fight because they both came to the prom with separate people. You know what I'm saying? And her song plays during like the scene where they go and fight in the bathroom or whatever. But it's dope. It's dope. But uh, her her song is about women empowerment. It's about relationships. You know, you guys are gonna love her. When I bring her to you guys, you're gonna love her. She's humble. Most of the people that I work with, I pick specifically because of the bring people. 
Now, some people I pick up, they ain't all, everybody ain't always nice. <laughs> you know? Everybody ain't always friendly, you know what I'm saying? So, go ahead. I see, oh, you didn't want to say anything. Okay, so uh, the, the, other, the other person, of course, is Queen Just Brittany. Uh, Brittany is, uh, Just Brittany is like one of the most phenomenal artists I've had the opportunity to work with. Uh, we did, uh, I did have the pleasure and honor of producing a couple of records on her latest album. Uh, one of the first, the first album, the first record on the album is called Playing Games, and I did that record. It's kind of like a, a mellow kind of throwback thing, but she's talking big shit there. I mean, it's like, y'all, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those songs. It's kind of one of those songs about being heartbroken and being scared to trust relationships and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, we, I mean, she really did a phenomenal job with that record. Uh, the other one is a, a, like a more probably like a, I would say probably like a booty record, you know, it's like, it's called Pull Up. You know what I'm saying? It's like a club record, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, you shake your ass to it, you know, it's like, um, you know, and, and it's, 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 uh, it's up-tempo, it's, it's really like, and, and her, her flow on that record is amazing, you know what I'm saying? Because she says some really crazy stuff, but it's real. I mean, I think one of my favorite lines is, uh, uh, you know, if you got to, if you're feeling some type of way or something, she said, get a painkiller. And it's kind of like, you know, telling people, you know, if you feel in some certain type of way, you know, go take some ibuprofen, you'll feel better. Right. You know like, you know. That's not my problem. That's not my exactly, problem. Exactly, exactly. Like, you can fix it. Just problem. take it. Right, right. You can fix it. Just take a painkiller. So, yeah. And, and uh, you know, the great thing about Brittany is she's multi-talented. She's also an actor, actress. Uh, she's actually the uh, protagonist in Fifth Ward. She plays the villain. You know what I'm saying? So you guys are going to get to see her uh, hold a pistol and pistol whip somebody. And it's, it's going to get, it's, you know, that's a, that's a spoiler. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I think it's in today's exactly. episode. I'm going to watch it on Amazon Prime tonight. I didn't know it was on Amazon Prime. So I'm glad to know that. So I'll watch it on Amazon Prime. Y'all yeah, yeah, yeah. it on UMC or Yes, Amazon. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's good. We'll make sure you straight, but... Uh, let's see what else. Do, I mean, I have a I have a slew of other people. I want to mention uh, Raphael uh, RJ Two, uh, which is one of the producers. I'm gonna probably set him up with an interview with you guys. He actually produced the record Wishing for Realist, but he's also intricate in in my business. He's one of he's a Grammy Award winning platinum producer. I mean, his credits are ridiculous. You know, Flo Rider, Snoop. Uh, uh, I, I could just go on. I mean, he got a lot of a lot of credits and stuff, but. Wayne, exactly, you know, right, right, exactly. So, uh, but, but, but he's a phenomenal individual as well. Uh, very kind person, very uh, a creative person, very hard worker. It's hard to get him on the phone. It's hard to get him to break away from the studio because he lives in it. I mean, like literally from the time he wakes up to the time he goes to sleep, he's booked solid. And I'm talking about months out. Like in order for you to get booked with him, you have to wait until probably, I think he's probably booked up until the end of the year right now, like literally, you know? So the only way you can get in with him is by going through somebody like me. Like I know where he lives, you know what I'm saying? So I can just pop up, you know, not that I would ever do that, you know what I'm saying? But I could, you know what I'm saying? He, he, we, have a, we have a very good working relationship and he's, he sends me a new record just about every day. That's about how much he works. Yeah, he, he's working. He has the same so, work ethic as you. It sounds like y'all have similar work ethics. We we have we have definitely similar work ethics. I mean, it's 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 really all about capturing that moment and being in that moment. And you like like uh, Carpe Diem, you know what I'm saying? Seize the day. Uh, uh, you try like like 
if you ever seen somebody wring a towel out, you ever seen someone wring a towel? Yeah. Like a wet towel, take yeah. a towel and wring it? That's, that's what I do to the days. I just yeah. keep turning it into everything is gone. It's possible. Maximize. Micro, macro. A lot of people, like my, my boyfriend and I subscribe to that, especially with um, PPM, with Power Podcast Network. Micro, mm -hmm. macro. Like, get as much out of the day as you possibly can. Um, and do yes. yes. every little minute as possible because the big picture mm -hmm. overall is going to be the payout. I agree with that. Like exactly. Sadly, yes, yes, and that's how I live. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So uh, let's see. Where can they follow you at? Where can they follow you? you know, uh, most most of my social media. Um, okay, so I'm going to run it down. It's a lot, you know. So uh, I have several different things going, but uh, Instagram uh, at Macamillion Dollar Man is me you know you can get to me there uh but sometimes i do have interns working the page you know what i'm saying um uh let's see what's hood radio uh at what's hood radio every everywhere facebook twitter instagram um who's the hottest rapper at who's the hottest rapper.com uh at anr sundays.com and whatever you know all of those are, are are my handles also run um uh, music Industry Mondays, which is more uh, a partner of mine's named Dale, uh, Dale Wayne. Uh, he runs Las Vegas Entrepreneurs. In fact, we have, um, I, I, I got word, I may have, I may have told about this, but uh, next week I'm going to be speaking to uh, the campus of UNLV Entrepreneur Business Department. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and we're doing uh, it's six entrepreneurs and we're going to be, you know, kind of sharing information with about 50 to 60 students. They have questions and, you know, that's they're going to ask it. You didn't tell me that, but that's dope. Yeah, yeah. I haven't started promoting it yet. I haven't let it loose yet because I know once I let it loose, people are going to run with it. You know what I'm saying? So uh, he's already started promoting and he's probably wondering why in the hell I haven't promoted it yet. But the truth is uh, I've been so busy focused on Fifth Ward. I haven't really put anything else in that in, in, on my main page. If you notice, it's just been the fifth ward stuff. I've been trying to keep that, you know, really, really focused on that. But, but I post stuff everywhere else, you know what I mean? So, you know, just like with, with the powder room, this probably will make it to my main page, more than likely, because this is, you know, just depends on what you guys cut and send to me, or however it goes. But this is kind of long. I can't put this whole thing on there. Yeah, yeah obviously, you know what I'm saying? But, on there. We, we give away, um, we usually give about two one-minute clips. We try to give you uh, guys. Okay, okay, perfect. We okay, might perfect. Have to go listen. We need the stream. Yes. Please. Yes. Okay, perfect. So yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. I mean, you know, you can uh Mac a million dollar man music uh is uh Mac a million dollar man is my website, who's the hottest rapper dot com is my website, AR Sundays is my website, uh, uh dot com, um uh music industry Mondays dot com, Hood Radio dot com, and they all have a slew of social media to go with them. And That's Fifth it. Ward series, where can they follow the Fifth Ward series? Fifth Ward is a, uh, you can follow Greg Carter Nexus, is the, the, the Nexus Entertainment is the name of the uh, production company. Uh, Fifth Ward the series has its own social media. So at Fifth Ward, the series, uh, and, and of course, you know, you can log on and view the show uh, at unc.tv.
And y'all make sure you go check that out. Stoney probably doesn't know who Maya is because she's like 12. I don't. That's so sad. That's okay. No, I didn't got nothing to do with you being white. Stop well, that. No, I'm just young. You ain't got nothing to do with race. Young. Put me on, Vada. Put me on. Yeah, no, I put you on. Maya, 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 Maya. Um, Maya and Cisco. Um, what is for? Uh, what is it? They did the thong. The thong song is not that. Was it that thong? It was something else, wasn't it? It's all about me, Maya and Cisco. That's the cool right. Thing. Yeah, forgive me. You're right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maya and Cisco. It's all about me. Go listen to that, Tony, and that'll lead you down the saga. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Maya was the bad one before Rihanna. I've been arguing with Lance about that this whole time. He thinks it's Ashanti. I yeah. Say, I say it was Maya before Rihanna. Like Maya was that one. And then definitely, Rihanna. definitely, definitely trailblazer. She yeah. was popular. Uh, like around the time Aaliyah was popular, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you know, that that was that, yeah, that, that, that's more that era right there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, where I mean, you know who Aaliyah is, right? 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 You know, of course, yeah. So, yeah, Maya's around. Oh, that. okay, you know who Aaliyah <laughs> is, yeah. So, of course. So yeah, okay, okay. Well, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna raise you up in the game a little bit more with that. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Just put, put me on a little bit. Give me some knowledge. We trying to put absolutely. It on. It's only twenty four, twenty five. So it's only twenty five. You know. Yeah, oh, and yeah. I was okay. raised hella sheltered, so you really can't blame me. It was my parents' fault, honestly. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll have a talk <laughs> with them. The we'll have a talk with them. I had to go hide. I had to listen. I had to sneak and watch BET. So, I, I Man, I grew up on two live crews. You're familiar. Yeah, yeah that's what I grew up on. So they just tell you, you know, what it is. Look at her face. She's like, I have no idea. Well, we got to get you some game, <laughs> no, no, We got to get you some game. Well, thank you so much for coming, Charlie Mack. Yeah. For our listeners, if you don't know, I might as well let you guys know this now. Uh, look forward to an upcoming series from me on What's Up Radio. It's YKTV with V. You know the vibes with Vada. That look for that. We'll give you the hard dates later. You know, I don't like giving hard dates until confirmed. Thank you, Charlie Mack, and y'all can follow him at Mac a Million Dollar. Like, I'm saying that right, Mac a Million Dollar. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, Mac a Million. It's, 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 it's Mac a Million Dollar Man. That's Mac it. a Million Dollar Man. Yes. Okay. There I we go. We're going to post the links and everything, and we're going to put all the ads. We'll get you right. Don't worry. We're going to make sure it's all. I trust it. Y'all do good work. Thank you so much. But, you know, bring everybody through to the power room, those big names, too. And a lot of people, I'm glad you came, Charlie, because a lot of people don't realize how important the behind-the-scenes work really is. So we're just so happy. Yeah. Yeah. Behind the scenes work is really where the money is at, honestly. Well, if you're familiar with the Wizards behind the curtain. <laughs> Trying to put them on. Yes. And the man behind the curtain makes the money, people. It. Listen, the man behind the curtain makes the money. You don't have to be the front man to make money. And you can go be in front, but you should go be, you don't got to be on the front, like stay on stage the whole time. Yeah. You don't need yeah. to be on stage for everything. So we hope that yes. everybody that tuned in learned a lot. Charlie, please come bless us again. We'll um, we need you to come back like Christmas, January. Can you do that? Can sure. Around that time and let us know how. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Check up on you. Yeah. Gifts for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah.
bet, bet, bet. So welcome again to the powder room. Y'all can follow us on Instagram at underscore T-N-C-P-O-W-D-E-R-O-O-M. There's one R and an underscore before that. We appreciate you so much. And come back and see us, probably. I will. Peace. All right, bet. See ya. Peace.